Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. But first up, I want to uh, introduce to uh, to our to our audience uh, the directors Antonio Santini and Daniel Sickle, uh, the directors of this incredible documentary, award-winning documentary about Dina, and it's what it's called, Dina. And as I said, she's an outspoken and eccentric forty-nine-year-old who lives in a suburban uh, Philadelphia neighborhood, and she is beginning a life with her fiancé, Scott. But it's about a lot of different things. It's about love. It's about finding your place. It's about finding your voice, especially after she's dealt dealing with this amazing trauma that occurred to her earlier in her life. And uh, it's just an empathetic, moving, and enveloping documentary about Dina. And I want to welcome to the show Antonio Santini and uh, Daniel Sickle. Welcome to Film School. Hey there. Hello. Hi. How how are you doing today? Everybody okay? Good. We're here with Dina, who's just finished recovering from a week-long hospital visit during her Philly premiere. Oh. She's ready to to get back up, and she's getting ready to go to to London this week for the U.K. premiere and also to finish off her Philly premiere at the Ritz today. Well, pass along. If you, she can't hear me, just plat, pass along. No, she like, can't. She can't. She's right here. Hi, Dina. Hi. Hi, Dina. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great. I uh, am uh, ready to get out of the hospital. I bet you are. <laughs> I bet you are. Well, congratulations uh, to you all for a wonderful film, a wonderful documentary film about Dina, about your life and you and Scott and and uh, your your indomitable spirit. I, I, I'm I'm glad that we're having this opportunity to, to say hi to you and talk to you about about your life. But also, I the one of the things that's so striking about Dina the film is uh, the access uh, that both of you, Antonio and and Daniel, had to her life. To get to this point in your relationship with her, that you were able to uh, to find this place in her life. Right. Well, you know, I mean, I, I had the privilege of growing up with Dina. Uh, so, so you know, I've known her my entire life. And uh, when we got started on this project, you know, not only had we sort of, you know, come from a place of, of trust and, you know, uh, a real relationship, but, you know, Dina's a very generous person who, you know, was, was willing to sort of let it all hang out, as she says. So she was she was very natural in front of the camera, and she was great to work with, um, and sort of sort of understood that that the film is it's obviously her story, but that it's it's something bigger than her in a way too. Mm-hmm. Um, she she was sort of very objective about what we were filming. So you know, some during some of the stickier moments of the film, you know, she watches some of these scenes and and she understands why they're in there. I think uh, in in a in a super mature way. Yeah. Yes, it, one of the things that jumps out at you as you're watching this film, and Dina, it, it's your directness, your ability to confront issues, confront people that are important to you in your life, and your ability to explain your point of view to them is is one of the things that jumps out at at me 
I I, I want to just compliment you on on your natural ability uh, to be able to do that. Um, and it's w- one of the things about the film that is so endearing. Um, Dina, is that something that you have always been comfortable with, the, the ability to sort of talk to people in a very direct but uh, in a very respectful way? Is that something that has come naturally to you? Uh, yes. The, the majority of my life I've been very direct and, and honest because, uh, you know, it's a very lonely life being neurodiverse and that's just my way of of healing myself. Yeah. And plus I've always been really direct that I feel that people need to know that, you know, hiding things inside only hinders you and your your behavior and or rather your your way of feeling. Yeah. And when you stuff your feelings inside then you kind of sort of become sad. And uh, so I would I want everybody to feel free to be that way and and to feel good. And as an advocate for autism, that's my first priority. Was my first priority as an autism advocate is to like help lonely people who shouldn't be lonely because they've been hurt yeah. and people who have been shunned from the rest of the world. It's my way of saying, you know, I felt that way, and you don't have to anymore. So I'm trying to help new generations. Well, it is it it is a part of your, your life, your, as you talk about the autism, but there's just so much more. And I, I think what I so appreciate is to see a portrait of a person with, who has the full range of emotional reactions to situations is not impeded uh, in any significant way by by the autism. You, I feel like you really have this kind of very fierce determination to continue to move forward no matter what's in front of you. And I, I think that's just such a, a remarkable uh, characteristic and, and um, it comes across in the film uh, so, so clearly that uh, you... You are determined to to make your a, a better life for yourself and for the people around you. Right. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Well, Daniel, let's go. I sort of go back to the logistics of the of the film. This was filmed over what period of time? Um, and an important part of her life. But what period of time was was the film uh, uh, made over? I guess we started in about May two thousand fifteen. Right. And then we ended around, uh, that's November 2016. Uh, you know, like the, the last scene is like the Thanksgiving scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, 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 that was our main, uh, you know, sort of block of production. And then during the editing process, you know, we went back to the area where we filmed to just sort of clean up some exterior shots and stuff like that. Um, but it was a fairly quick shoot. In in the in the land of documentaries, yeah, that is that's very very fast. What was the thing that for you, you and Antonio, sort of the 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 a lot of times films take shape. I, I assume most of the time they they take shape in the editing process. For you as filmmakers, you obviously must have had some understanding that this period of time was an important part of Dina's life. Was there something? 
was the relationship with Scott? What was it that you said? This is the time when we when we want to document what's happening oh, in Dina's life. Yeah, no, it was, it was no relationship. Yeah. You know, when she said that she was getting married again, uh, that sort of came as a shock to me because you know, again, I've I've known Dina as long as I've been alive, and uh, you know what, what? One of the most amazing things about her that she sort of continuously gets back up. You know, she, she's continuously persevering. Um, you know, like, literally, she's going to be leaving her hospital bed today and then going to a Q&A tonight for the Philadelphia premiere for the film. Um, so, wow. you know, when, when, when she said that she was getting married again, I, I, was, I was kind of like, I was amazed that, you know, she found it within herself to come back and sort of find love and, and seek companionship um, and allow somebody back into her life. I think that that takes a lot of courage, and, and we thought that that could be something fascinating to to watch and investigate. Well, it it is, and the arc of this story is remarkable, and um, in in the sense of as she uh, cultivates uh, the relationship with Scott, Dina, you you seem to be the 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 dynamic element in your relationship with Scott. You you're you're really kind of drawing him out which i which i thoroughly enjoyed in 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 the film is watching you pull out of scott um the ability and the desire to to have a relationship uh i hope what? that i hope that you go ahead i hope that you and scott are doing well i guess yeah, we're doing well um good my as for yes i'm quite the leader in the relationship <laughs> but i'm determined to be like everybody else is is typical and have a relationship. Yeah. And I was told for so long that you will never have a relationship. Every time I had one, people were disappointed in me and skeptical. Um, you know, I was married to a wonderful man before, and he passed from cancer. And somebody said, well, I guess you're going to be single now for the rest of your life because, you know, you don't, you don't really need a man, and um, now you're going to move on by yourself. And in the back of my mind, I said, well, you know, that's kind of rude because why can't people with disabilities have a relationship? Because I have so many friends on the spectrum, so many friends with disabilities, they're married. Some choose, the ones that are not, choose not to be that way. So there you go. Yeah. And when I first met Scott, you know, we knew each other in the past, but there was something very charming about him. Yeah. And we both liked music and things. And discuss all these. The fact that he told me I was the most beautiful girl in the room really intrigued me. And this dance, and I made the first move. Yeah. And we talked on the phone for hours. I asked him, well, it's about time we got together. And we set up a date two days before Christmas, and we're at each other's side since. Yeah. It's a beautiful story. Antonio, the, the film. Um, when it, when you completed the film, what was uh, the first uh, sort of? You obviously did well in the, the the film festival circuit. I'll point out that it won the Sundance Grand Jury Prize for doc, U.S. documentaries. Um, what this because this is this this the subject of your film, Dina and her life, are not necessarily something that would jump out at a lot of film goers as something that you would you would go out of your way to to to, to see. So I mean I'm just trying to, trying to get to the sort of the the, the uh, did you have any 
hurdles in terms of getting the film into film festivals? Uh, until you've seen the film, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. It's uh, I'm not saying this very well, but what was yeah. it? What was it like for you to I, go ahead? I understand what you're saying. Yeah, and for us, like we when you talk, when you talk about making a documentary, the genre, yeah, then yeah, I think there's a set of expectations of of what that should. Be. And Dan and me since started making movies, we've always been interested in not being limited by by the limitations of making something that people expect in a documentary. Usually. It's you know a social cause, a social issue, a political issue. Usually, there's a finger pointing at something in your direction, trying to raise awareness or present to you a problem in the world that needs to be resolved. Right. And for us, you know, a movie isn't just that. You know, like if if we had to if we if we had to summarize, you know, what the purpose of say our first movie was. It was to build a bridge between communities that thought were disjoint. Um, and for the and for this movie, Dina, yeah, I mean, there was many purposes, but um, definitely open up opening people up to the possibility of of seeing themselves in a new way yeah. was something. So for us, like the camera, the movie is just a medium to that. You know, it's not necessarily about oh, we're going to make a documentary. This is what it needs to be. You know, we, we don't really play like that. Yeah. And I guess when you ask about, you know, the audience, we, we, we make our work from a, it's from a, very, from a personal place, yeah. you know, always knowing that that in the end is what's going to be universal. Um, so I don't think we're really concerned with being like other movies. Mm-hmm. If anything, I think... You know, I think when when we won Sundance and Larry Wilmore presented the award, I think actually what he said was that, you know, with all these movies that were um, kind of, you know, dark, that it was kind of refreshing to have a story that was, you know, that painted a different picture of our reality. Yeah. It's such a life-affirming film. Uh, and no, in no small, small part, the filmmaking uh, itself—it it, just—it just showcases the humanity in Dina and in Scott and her and the, her immediate family. The things around her are brought brought to us in such a humanizing way that uh, you just—it's uh, it, such a—it's um, an uplifting film. It's an up and and Dina and, and that has so much to do with your. Your personality and with your and with your approach to life, but the filmmaking itself celebrates. It's funny. It's sweet. It's touching. It's so many different things, and it's just so refreshing to see a film like this that isn't your typical, in some ways, typical documentary. It shows the, the you know this this amazing ability of documentaries to illuminate parts of the human condition that are just they they make you feel more human watching watching Dina and um right. yeah I, I, it's a, it's a wonderful film i i want to let people know that it's opening here in los angeles at the new art theater uh tonight uh, the new art's right there off the 405 freeway at santa monica boulevard so so check this out at here in los angeles you mentioned the philadelphia opening tonight uh dina that must be very special for you because obviously this is your hometown 
Um, what are your expectations for for tonight and and the uh, the screening? Well, I don't have a lot of expectations because I'm already I hate to say it I'm already loved. <laughs> you know, my high school classmates I hate to be so vain, but like I was so so nervous even a year ago thinking. What if people see this film and they see autism, huh, a condition? Yeah. You know, like, why do did, why did they want to film two people on the spectrum with autism? Yeah. And why do they want to film them falling in love? Because is that even possible? Yeah. And, you know, I was so nervous. I was so nervous on certain scenes. I'm so worried. I got myself so worked up time. You know, and at the same time, I enjoyed the camera so much. I was the total opposite, of course. You know, I studied acting myself, and this is my thing. And I had a hard time letting the camera go. And, of course, I knew Dan my whole life. So um, I knew Dan since he was born. I used to babysit him, as a matter of fact. So I watched Dan through his whole career, and I've never been more proud of his work. It's been a big deal. I've so... Really, I'm excited with Dan and Antonio more so than what people are thinking of me. And everybody says, wow, that's a chance. But I'm excited for these two young men who who worked really hard. They became friends in college. And I knew Dan forever. I was his babysitter because I knew his father, the late Ed Sickles. Um, He passed away. He was my teacher. And, And Dan has been part of my life since she was months old. Um, and, you know, so I watched this young man grow, and he was a nice kid, and a nice teenager, and a nice adult. So, you know, he put out some good, they put out some good work together. Yeah. You know? So I'm glad to be a part of this wonderful thing, but also as an early childhood, special needs child, uh, child care provider, preschool teacher first, and then an autism advocate, it makes me feel proud that I once had these special needs that I can say, you know, hey, I can help these people say, your life is going to be better than mine. Yeah. You know, your life is going to be better, and you're going to do better things. Yeah. You might not need special ed. The word autism might not have to be used as a label so much. You might have more friends, be able to connect with the world like I couldn't. So these are things that, it's you know, that's why I let it all out, and I had learned to do that. Well, well uh, I couldn't have said it better. I think that this is a, it's such a wonderful film. Dana, it opens here in Los Angeles at the New Art. Um, I could talk to you for hours, Dana, and to all of you, uh, we just ran out of time. Um, so I appreciate it. I appreciate the fact that you were able to find time. And uh, thank you so much for being here on Film School today. Thank you so much, Mike. And, you know, I love L.A. to a passion. I was out there this summer. It's literally my favorite place. And I wish I was out there this week to L.A. So tell my L.A. fans that, that I just wish I was there. It's a wonderful, wonderful Okay. City. Yes. And I wish you all luck. Thank- and I wish I was there at your question and answers. So oh. good, good luck with the premiere. Thank you. Thank you, guys. We really appreciate it. We'll we'll see you soon, and all the best on tonight in Philadelphia and moving forward with the film. Thank you again for being thank here. Thank you. Take, it's my pleasure. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.
You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. 